Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Kev's Perspective. I'm your host, Kev Lowe, and today um, I got real serious with (laughs) y'all. I am uh, talking about my life on a human level, but also going through the human experience within the music industry. Um, I talk about my life before tour and after and what I've learned in that process and also what I've recently been doing in the last three months and all the major decisions I've made in my life, but also what I want to do with the future of my career, but also what I want to do with this pod. This podcast has been a lot to me and I just want to say we're going to do it better and uh, it's going to be more human focused. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Cheers. Kill it, bro. Mod son. That was a legendary moment for me. I was like, man. DJ Bonix. Hi, how are you? AB, baby. Lit. I'm just so excited to be talking to you again. This was a blast. Welcome to your podcast. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Kev's perspective. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. How interesting it is to be behind this microphone again. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Kev's Perspective. I'm your host, Kevlo, and today... It's been a long time since I've been on this podcast, so today I will be talking about what's been going on with me the last three months, it feels like. I think that's literally what it's been. Let me fact check myself while I'm doing this podcast. Wow, longer than... Yeah, yeah, about three months. So my last uh, podcast I released on... uh, It looks like June 28th is when it published. Wow, I feel so bad Um, just because I know that a lot of you who who were regular listeners for me really cared about what I had to say and really cared about my message and I cared about just like what's going on with me. So first off, I greatly appreciate everybody who was listening and I hope that y'all y'all come back after this uh, long hiatus I've had, but it's for good reason. It's for good reason. I'll tell you exactly why. Um, life for me has panned out a lot better than I thought it would. I remember when I talked about on uh, episode 48, I talked about universe is always listening. Uh, that's what I said. The universe is always listening. And that is when I started getting opportunities from, uh, for tour management from like Riff Raff and Dizzy Wright in particular. Um, and now I kind of explained it in the last uh, episode of how we, six weeks changed my life, how, you know, Riff just didn't work out the way uh, I wanted it to when it came to tour management. I never got the opportunity to go on his tour. So um, that ended up freeing up more time for me to go with Dizzy. Um, and when the opportunity came to me, like I said, it was like I had to pick one or two or do both. And I tried to do both. Didn't work out for one party. So then I went over to Dizzy and did the whole tour instead of half the tour. And I'm, I was blessed. That tour was, I think, in April. Um, it was like April like 13th. I left and I came back like June 1st to Minnesota to run another show. And then I think I was like on the road consistently from like April, like 13th until like June, I want to say like third or 4th. And so I had like a two and a half, three week break. And then I went back on the road and I just came back from that. And that tour was about like a month and a half, about like 50 days, I think it was or something like that. Um, and so the whole point of what I'm saying is I'm just really happy to be back. I'm really happy to um, just be in the position that I'm in uh, when it comes to my career, but also in life. Like I was living in Louisville um, when, you know, uh, a couple months ago, or not a couple months ago, I was living in Louisville three days ago. <laughs> um, and my lease ended 
And so I had to like choose. I was like, okay, well, when I moved to Louisville, I was dating somebody and I was doing this leap of faith. I was trying to find like myself. I was trying to see if a different environment would change who I am. And like, you know, I just want to learn about myself. So I took that leap and went over there and started working uh, more in depthly with bigger artists over there. And then after a year, I was like, look, I, I don't know about Louisville. Um, I just didn't know about it. I, I, I said it in the podcast a couple of times. How I was like, try not to complain. And I did my best to give that place, you know, it's fair shot of like, do I like this place? Do I not? Um, and I just like never had the time to explore it really. I was traveling so much because when I moved over there is when life got so busy where I was just on a plane, on a tour bus, in a rental car, living my life that way for majority of it on and off. And there were times where like, I'd be home for like two, three weeks, like I said, and I'd be like, all right, cool. Like, let me go explore. And with the breakup, I didn't want to explore Louisville after that, obviously, because I was more focused on just getting home. Because once we broke up, I was like, okay, this is where I have all the freedom I want now. You know, I, I don't like Louisville and I would rather just go back home to Minnesota. Um, and I'll tell y'all what, moving moving from Minnesota to Louisville was fairly cheap the first time when you had help, but by yourself, I forked out so much fucking money. I forked out like a third of what I have in my life just to literally get, get back over here. Um, I drove a U-Haul for 12 hours for over two days. I was like, all right, um, I just got to get back. You know, I, I needed to be home. Like I, my heart was just saying like, Minnesota is where, you, where you're from, obviously. It's where you're the most comfortable. But when I left Minnesota, I had kind of a disgust for it in many ways. Uh, a year ago, even, I was just like, ah, I'm sick of this place. Like, I've, I took everything for granted. Um, everything. I'm saying everything. Just like something as simple as the way the roads are in Minnesota when you're driving. Be grateful if you live in Minnesota for our roads. Because after going all over the United States on tour and especially living in Louisville, um, it was just not good down there for roads. So even the road system was something as simple as what I was happy about. Like I got back yesterday from recording this podcast. Yesterday was the first day I actually got and arrived in Minnesota and unloaded my U-Haul. Um, and I was just like, right as I popped out, I was like, I fucking love this place. And the whole point of what I'm saying is like, if you are living elsewhere or you moved away from home, or if you haven't moved away from home, and you want like an appreciation for the state that you're from or the place that you live, literally go, go other places. You may find places that are cooler, but not comfortable, not like everything you may want. I don't know. That was just me. Like when I left, I did not like our local scene in Minnesota that I love so much. It changed in a way I didn't like, and I still don't like it as much as I used to. Um, the, the trees and the environment, just the topography I took for granted, the water, like, just simple things like that. Like when I lived in Louisville, I just couldn't find that I was looking for. So anyway, sorry about the rant. I am back here in Minnesota. Um, but I want kind of wanted to go over on this episode, go over like life on tour. Um, and not just life on tour, like I'm gonna give you the behind the scenes, but like how it changes you as a literal person. When I was a kid looking up like the tour behind the scenes and like what a bus looks like and what traveling could be like, like a lot of the things that I, I looked up were either like super luxurious or they were um, hiding a lot of the truth. Like when you would watch a video on YouTube, right? And you're looking up your favorite artist. 
and you look at the tour bus, like Bus Invaders, for example, very big YouTube channel. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but they go on the tour bus, show you around. And some buses, you're like, wow, it's neat and tidy. It's a really nice place. Like, oh, it seems super easy to live there. They have a shower. They have a nice bed. They have a master bed or whatever. Like, if you see that side of it, that's like a very small percentage of the industry that you can actually get all that shit. And nine times out of ten, just to let you know, on the nicest tour buses in the world, on the nicest ones, you can't even shit on that bus still. That's one thing people don't realize. When you're driving for like eight hours and you're not sleeping and you're up for four say four to six hours of that eight-hour drive and you got to take a shit, any tour bus in the world, you're not shitting on that bus. So you have to hold it until the nearest gas station or until you get to the venue. And they, it's a venue. Like most venues don't have the nicest toilets. So like stuff like that, that's what I want to talk about, how it changes you as a human. Like when I, before I left, I was in a regular like gym routine, right? When, when I was, uh, just doing CLM work and I was not doing tour management, I was like in a regular routine. I'd wake up, I'd work for eight to 10 hours a day or more. I would, you know, make my dinner or I'd go to the gym, come back. You know what I mean? Like relax. Like I had my schedule, like a normal eight to five, even though I work for basically myself, right? When you're on the road, I was working 20 hour days, like you're up for no shit 20 hours if you're a tour manager. You you wake up the first day on tour, like you wake up at your normal time. But when you get into tour, you're normally waking up at like once at three in the morning, once at six in the morning. And then after that, you wake up in maybe the next city at like noon. And then you go from noon when you woke up until two, three in the morning. And then again, you fall asleep for two hours, three hours. And then I would wake up as a tour manager. I would count everybody on the bus to make sure they were there, do a bus check, and then go back to bed for another four to five if I was lucky in a moving bus, which is not the easiest thing to sleep on. Some people love it. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan. And the bunks are the size of twin beds. So just remember all these things I'm telling you if you want to be a, be on tour as an artist or whatever. Um. But that life, like I was working 20 hours a day. And so, and that was like that for a solid 50 days. Cause even on your days off, I, I'm doing air quotes, days off um, on tour, you're doing laundry because you didn't bring enough clothes. Or even if you did, you still got to do laundry, get fresh underwear, all that shit. Like when you're showering on the bus, you have to take army showers for, you know, again, this over 50 days. Army showers is like, if you don't know, you're turning the water on to get yourself wet, turn it off, soap up, turn it on, rinse off, turn it off. Because you gotta conserve that for the other people on the bus. And you may not, depending on where you are, like we were in New Mexico, we're not gonna find a place to fill up our water for our tour bus, right? So like, it's just the most wild life. Like even brushing your teeth when you're a tour manager is difficult because if you want to sleep, I'm up for 20 hours a day, no shit. So if you're that four hours, you're trying to get asleep, you got to choose like, cause that's four hours of the time to yourself. I usually would sit down and like brush my teeth at like two and at two in the morning and then go to bed at like three and do it all over again. Like life is so insane. So that's why I haven't released a podcast because it's been so hectic. Like, I, I'm looking at my episodes right now. Episode 49, I published because it was pre-recorded. But the last one I recorded before I was a tour manager and I sat down and did what I'm doing right now was, it looks like uh, March 7th of 2022. That was the last time I sat down, I recorded, I took time to myself, and I was able to do it that way. 
episode 49 was pre-recorded before I left for tour or something to release. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna try to release this to keep people interested. But I've kind of realized now, like podcasting, like I love doing the interviews and I, I love doing that, which I'm, I'm done putting on, on video. Just it's, I need to give my podcast more attention, my audio, my actual podcast. I just want to do that. Um, and when I do interviews and stuff like that, it's going to be more authentic because I'm not on camera, all that shit. It's going to really help the podcast in many ways. Um, but what I was saying was I've kind of realized in podcasting that the best podcast that I watch or listen to or what have you, um, the best ones are the ones where they're just their authentic self and they don't get too much in their personal life other than like the basics, like what I just did, which I'm going to try to do more of generalize my personal life and get more on topics, but they also just express themselves and don't worry about a filter. And that's one thing that I took probably, it took me 50 episodes to really like not have a filter. Like, I think this is the first time I've really given the podcast my authentic self. Like some episodes, like the universe is always listening. I did episode 48 or like episode 44, make the right choice. Like some of these were like super authentic, but like overall it's taken me, when did I start podcasting? Like it was during COVID. I started podcasting in 2020, right? So yeah, that's crazy to me. I started podcasting June 5th of 2020. Um, and it took me this long to really be my authentic self and just not have a filter. And so that's where I think people will learn the most about the content that I'm talking about. Um, and so I, I am going to keep this episode fairly short, but like, that's, that's where I've been. I've just been on tour. I had to move from across state line, like the United States, essentially, like over the course of both tours, I was on, I was a tour manager for a hundred days. Right. And then before that, before I was even a tour manager, I was running shows, I was organizing inventory. And then now that I'm back, I mean, like I said, I moved back to Minnesota and arrived yesterday, but it took me two to three days to actually get here. And then that was right after tour. And then now I'm going to go back to running shows um, again as, as a representative for CLM, as director of operations. So like it's just my life right now hasn't stopped and I'm assuming it's going to be this way moving forward because as the more I did shows and the more people I met and the more opportunities I took and that were given to me, um, not given to me, but offered to me, um, my life has just been completely nonstop. And that's another thing as like a human on a human level, like that's one thing that's been super difficult because before the first tour I did in April, I was dating someone for two years. We were established. It was our first test as a relationship. And then over that tour, we broke up. And it was for obvious, way, way, way good for the better. Like it was just not, <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into that, but that itself needed to end for sure. And it was a long time coming just of pushing through it. Um, but then over that tour, I went on my second tour. And right before I left for the second tour, just recently, I met somebody that I've known for a long time. And now we're dating. And it's going phenomenal. And even that tour presented a lot of its challenges with our relationship. But the difference is this person is strong enough to stay around for what I do. And the reason why I say they're strong enough, because I've talked about this in a different episode as well. But what people don't know is dating someone who works within the music industry, especially what I do being a tour manager. Um it's, I can't imagine what they're going through. I can't imagine thinking of your significant other and your, and, and again, this is from like the non 
inside scoop of the music industry, someone who doesn't work in the music industry's point of view, a lot of those people who've never worked in the music industry or seen it, which is a majority because it's a very niche market, those people have a different mindset of what concerts look like. Because I remember what before I started working in the industry, I literally was, even before I was like rapping, before I hit the stage, like I looked at concerts so much differently. And that's one thing that people who are musicians or people who work within the music industry can only explain because they've been through the process of, I used to just pay for a ticket, show up to a show and not worry about a care in the world. Then when you hop on stage, you have a whole different mindset of what those people are doing in the crowd of who all the moving parts within a show. So now when you go to the next show, you notice a lot more things. You're not really focused on the music sometimes. And then from moving from the stage into running the show, running the stage, right? Then you have a way different understanding because now you're running more shows than you're actually just going to for fun. And then that trickle effects all the way down into like what I'm doing, which is when you're living on the road, doing it every day, 20 hours a day, and you're doing everything. You're doing every little part from beginning to end. You're the first one in, last one out. Like that. <clears throat> Sorry, but I got to clear my throat. But that has really changed my point of view on just shows in general. And so on a human level, like tour and not just tour, but just doing this shit for a living it makes you a stronger person. You have the, th I have the thickest skin I've ever had in my life after only having two tours under my belt. And uh, I think now I looked at it, I looked at, I have a sheet I have of like, I've ran over a hundred shows, more than a hundred shows for sure this year. Um, and it's not, it, ha it hasn't even finished yet. And last year I ran like, I think it said last year I ran like maybe 60 shows. So in one year I tripled pretty much. Like, that's one thing, like, people people don't understand. It is like, and that's one thing I barely understand. My brain is still comprehending how busy I've been and how much I've been on the go. And on doing that has really made me kind of lose who I am a little bit. Um, not in, like, a negative way. Like, I pretty much tabled everything that I wanted to do, um... I just tabled it. I threw it to the side. I threw it on the back burner because like podcasting and I, like, I really love photography and I was doing a lot of that before. And like, it made me just table that because I need to put all my energy into my job. So that's why I'm, I think that's why I'm podcasting right now. Um, and I'm really just going to put this out like next day because I want it to be fresh. I want people to know what's been going on, but also I think that's why I'm doing this because like I'm just no filter trying to relax and trying to remember who's Kevin, right? Like not not my tour manager name, not who's Man Bun, not my, you know, CLM side of me who's Kevlo, like not the artist side of me, the creative side of me, like this me before all of that. That has been really hard to do. Um and I really didn't expect to get emotional, but I kind of am because like when, when I've realized when you work in this industry, you have to like table your, your family, you have to table your best friends. Like people I've known for no shit, 15 years, some of my best friends have, are doing some crazy shit in their life that I haven't been around for. And I, I love those guys. I, I want to know what's going on with them. And I haven't even had the choice to like, or option to just ask them like, Hey, like, what what's going on like 
today I was unpacking my house and my buddy Andy, who I've known for my whole life, one of my first friends ever when I moved, you know, into an established home. And he was like, he was like, yo, dude, I'm in fucking Australia. And I was like, what? And it wasn't just like a trip for fun. Like a lot of my friends are like successful in different ways than what I am. And they do like computer engineering and computer science and like coding. And like, that's what they do. They, they literally do that. And I know that Andy had, some, I don't barely, I barely know. That's what's fucked up. I barely know. Like I know that he had some sort of an opportunity to go to Australia for two weeks. And he just told me it was only two weeks today. Cause I asked how long are you there for? He told me a while ago and I forgot because of my life. Like, that's what I'm saying. That revelation I just had, that is why like this has been so difficult because on this podcast, I wanted to talk about topics about the industry, but like one thing people don't realize is just the human fucking level of like, you don't even have a life anymore, man. Like, like that's just one example. Like my best friend told me something a while ago and I forgot and I asked him like an ignorant asshole, like, why are you in Australia, dude? Like, so then like I'm losing my relationships because like, I just can't control me being gone all the time. And I have to give all my energy to what I'm doing to be successful, at least I do. It takes all my brain power. It takes all my emotion. And you have to be ready for anything, anywhere in the country that you haven't been. Like, at the same time, you're trying to enjoy it. But at the same time, you got shit back at home that you have to take care of, like, that you have to just put that to the side. Like, not, nothing you can't even consider right now. Relationship, family, friends, like, what you want to do, even your physical health. Like, I was lifting five to six days a week before I was a tour manager. And now I'm like can't lift at all. I want to get a gym membership again. Like I just moved, but I'm going to go to another show in five days. And after that, I have to go to another show in a week after that. Like it's so on and off that it's like, you can barely do the things that you want to do. What was sad was today I went to go make dinner, something simple. And I could, I couldn't even make rice. I used to be able to like slang super nice meals from raw ingredients. And today I was like, what am I going to eat today? And I, my mind's still in the show mindset of something quick, something easy, doesn't care if it's healthy or not. So like instead of fast food, I went to Trader Joe's and I grabbed something frozen and I, and I threw it in the oven and ate it. And I was like, that is lazy as fuck of me when I used to be able to be like, let's go grab produce and let's go make a nice ass soup or like, let's go make, you know, like a crock pot meal or let's go make, you know, barbecue. Like I used to be able to just think of something. I can't even fucking do that right now. Like I can't do something as simple as cooking that I used to love to do, working out, all the personal stuff. So like I said, it's on a human level. This shit's fucking crazy what it does to you. And I always hear from the grapevine, like people tell me like local artists are saying that like the, the, the shit that they're saying, like, oh, I, I want to go on tour. I deserve to go on tour or like, you know, um, or like, I want to do this shit for a living. Because a lot of these people who want this shit don't actually do it every day like I do. Sorry, I'm grabbing something. Um, And I would tell those people, slow the fuck down. Because like, it, you have to enter this industry incrementally, step by step. If you get thrown into it with no mentorship, with no one to ask questions to, like, to, to improve, like, there's no point. You're going to get thrown to the fucking wolves. Like, I luckily... I'm doing this with multiple now music mentors, I call them. Like I have a, my main mentor and then I gained another mentor recently and then through Dizzy, Dizzy himself is a mentor. Like 
that's one cool thing about like working with Dizzy Wright in particular. I don't, if you guys don't know who fuck Dizzy Wright is, look him up because Dizzy has taught me a lot. He's a veteran in the game. He's been doing this for 10 years. And like over the last two tours, he's taught me a lot. And especially this last tour, we had a conversation where he was like, you're always a student and a leader. He's like, the fact that you're able to be a student and a leader and like be able to like try to be a tour manager essentially, but also learn from what I'm telling you and apply it. Just him saying stuff like that, positive affirmation. And also when like me one night, this is a crazy story that really, this is like, it changed my focus and the way I am now as a person. Me and Dizzy got into it a little bit because as a tour manager and artist do, we have disagreements. We had a disagreement and then like later on we were at a bar and he was like, he was like, look, man, he's like, the fact that like I am taking the time to like teach you is like something that you have to remember. And that's one thing that I was taking for granted at the time was I was like, I've worked with a lot of artists, but a lot of artists don't have the patience to teach somebody something. Even if like they're working with that person, it doesn't matter. They're like an artist could just move on about their day and just keep letting you do what you do to operate. Dizzy always takes the time to sit there and be like, all right, this could be better. And this is, this is what you did. What you did is fine, but this is how it could be better. And then I apply it and like, he notices it, like just that constant process of him teaching me things or throughout tour, throughout shows, like throughout life, like that dude really gives a fuck. And that's one thing that I've really noticed that I've just never seen in other artists. I've worked with so many artists and they really don't give a fuck. Like they meet you, it's transactional, you move forward. But when you work with Dizzy Wright, if you actually work with him in a, in a positive capacity, he'll teach you a lot. Um, and so that those type of conversations and those type of experiences have really changed my focus in the industry and changed what I want to do. And um, in in the way even I want to handle this podcast, like I want this podcast to yes be uh, something where we showcase perspectives of one another, but all in, in in every industry, but also have it be just a human level fucking conversation that I'm I'm kind of missing that element. I felt like in my in my other podcasts, and if not, if y'all been listening and you're like that's not true, that's just what I think. I just think that I've really missed that human level, no filter. Like, what have you learned in this industry? Whatever, what have you learned in the industry you're in? What have you learned with throughout your experiences? Like, what's something you could tell somebody else or tell me one time about a crazy ass story? Like, I'm gonna change my whole interviewing up, I'm gonna change my guests up. Like, and now that I'm back at home and I'm able to do this podcast a little bit more, and I'm able to have a, I have a bigger network at home, obviously, of people that I know, and again, people that we want to hear a lot higher ups, a lot of people who have a lot of experience in this game, and like different ways like right before i left the last interview i did in minnesota um was an interview with rob morgan episode 42 uh it's called rob morgan is a curious person if you haven't heard it you need to go listen to that one because that's one that's my favorite episode probably of all time he was the he, he yeah he was the bass player for owl city who was also from minnesota my favorite artist um for literally a, most of owl city's career like i want to say 80 80 90 of it um and been through went through all the big moments with him and and also he's he's been a bass player and also a, a stage manager and tour manager and like he he's just worn so many hats in this industry and he's all done them all really well and he just has worked with a lot of famous ass people but sorry my my throat's getting dry <clears throat> um but that episode in particular is the last time I felt like I had a no filter I had 
like an authentic conversation. But um, even then I had the, the, the video camera on me and I was still watching my, my body, you know, posture and the way I smiled, the way I looked like in that just takes away the human element a little bit for me. And that's a big reason why I don't want to do video for a while because it's just I want that human element back. I want authentic conversations and I want to be able to just talk to a microphone and tell all of you how my life is going um, and what how my life's progressing. I mean, shit, if you look at the beginning of my whole podcast journey, um, I was at that point living in the very first episode. I was living in a house with three guys in St. Paul, you know, two years ago um, and then... I moved twice after that and then ended up within Minnesota and then in a year went to Kentucky and then came back. Like just so much has happened in my life. And and even then that first episode, I was just running shows on the weekends. I was doing it like I was just just making that transition to full time. I was working at, at Apple during the day and then at night I was working for CLM and then the sh- and the weekends were for shows. And then that's just, that was the beginning of my podcast life. So like, even if y'all have listened since the beginning, or if you haven't, you go back and listen to me, like the way I'm talking, the way all my like experiences and views of how everything's gone and just my personality overall has changed a lot. I've realized. Um, and so anyway, that's kind of what I want to talk about this episode. And that was primarily it. I really just wanted to encompass where I've been, what I've learned, what I want to do with this and how I'm actually going to do it. And just that's, that's it. Like done talking about it. This is how it's going to be. Episode 51 is basically about just the human level of the music industry and what it does to you in my position and where the fuck I have been. And I'm hoping to do, uh, to do this again more frequently. So Thank y'all again for for really just taking the time to learn about what I've been going through. And just remember that if whatever you're doing, this applies to anything really. Like if you are just so focused on your career, which is a lot of my listeners, a lot of them are hustlers and grinders and they give a shit. Like if you're really tunnel vision, like I was in your career, yes, you will, you will definitely benefit. But remember that when you take that minute, not the minute to sit down to eat something, not the minute to when you're showering real quick, like when you have more than just a, like a couple days of just like, I don't have to do anything but focus on myself and there's nobody else around me like I am right now. Remember to take self-reflection seriously and purposefully reflect on all those experiences you just had. And if writing it down is good for you or talking about it like I am, I even through this episode, I had a couple revelations, like, and just realizations about myself and what I want to do. Just really reflect purposefully and do not take those experiences for granted. Remember to keep those people that you met or those things that you did in, like close to your heart. That That's all I'm saying. Keep it super close to your heart. And thank y'all, man, for, for listening. Um, I hope to be back soon with a guest with good topics. And uh, I'll definitely be doing this more frequently. I really enjoyed it. Cheer. Thank you. Thank you. 
thank you to every single listener. You have followed me all the way to the end of this episode, and I greatly appreciate you for doing that. Please go give me a follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave me a review. Give it a five star and tell me what you love about this podcast. Every little thing you do helps, including subscribing to me on YouTube. That is Kev's Perspective, K-E-V comma S Perspective. Every single week, I do all of this myself, and I'd greatly appreciate all of you to just give me a follow, throw me a five star, give me a like, whatever you can do to help me grow. I'd greatly appreciate it. Tune in next week to Kev's Perspective. Cheers.